Welcome to the KML Messcast. Can't everybody stop for 10 minutes? I mean, it's not that much to ask. It's so goddamn rude. What the fuck do they think I'm doing? Playoffs? What talk about? Playoffs? You kidding me? That is a disgusting act by Randy Moss. They are who we thought they were. But we let them off the hook. Hello? You play to win the game. And now, your 2016 champion, soon-to-be two-time champion, and host, Maine. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the KML Messcast. I am your host, Maine. And today, we are we are one day away. We are one day away from actual football. That is exciting for everybody. Tomorrow night, of course, is the league kickoff. Thank you for tuning in to the KML Messcast. And this is going to be a little bit different. We're uh, Again, we're working out some kinks, doing some new things this year. I'm going to have a call-in guest today that I'm very excited to welcome into the Messcast. I believe it's his first time on the, uh, on the publication on this beautiful, beautiful program that we have going here. So I'm excited to get him in here. He's going to help us pick some games. And I'm going to do that this year. I'm going to have try to have a guest every week. And whoever my guest is, uh, is going to pick games with me. So we're going to spend a little more time picking games, talking about upcoming matchups. Uh, but first, let's take a little bit of housekeeping, uh, take care of that. Of course, we're through draft now. We talked about that last week. So now we're into the trade season. Already been a bunch of trades and some pickups and everything. A little too many to talk about. So I'm just going to highlight some of the bigger ones here. So uh, let's go ahead and talk about the trades and transactions real quick. Trades and transactions. All right, so we're going to run through these real quick. Uh, kind of scrolling down through here. I mean, there were a couple like minor deals like Julian Edelman and Drew Locke for Aaron Rodgers and Jerry Judy between Moto and Jared. Nobody really cares about those, so to speak. Um, I'm going to look at the, some of these big ones. So we had a big one between the Cabo Ghost and Straight Bumps Homie. That's that's Maine and Wingus. Uh, Maine gave up Antonio Gibson, Chris Godwin, Cooper Cup, Evan Ingram, and J.K. Dobbins for George Kittle, David Johnson, D.J. Moore, Stefan Diggs, and Brandon Ayuk. Now, in my opinion on this trade, at first it might have looked a little bit lopsided for the Cabo Ghost, but Mike Wingus, as he is prone to do, always likes looking for the lottery tickets, and that's a good way to play fantasy because you're not playing for second. Uh, you're always trying to win the league, and as time has gone by Antonio Gibson and J.K. Dobbins stock continues to rise and now that trade's looking a little bit more lopsided in the opposite direction but hey who knows we can look back in a couple months and see how it looks from there uh, other trades here we had Stefan Diggs and Alexander Madison traded for Cooper Cup and Rashad Penny. That was between Maine and Wingus. Again, they're just, you know, doing a little bit of a little bit of a tweaking to the rosters. They, they didn't like the first trade. Four hours later, making another one. Sometimes you got to do that when you uh, have a time to reshuffle the deck and take a look at what you got in your hand. Um, what else do we have? Jarvis Landry and Kyler Murray for Jared Goff and Chris Godwin. That between Jared C. Limbach and Straight Bums Homie. Uh, I don't think you can really say who there's a, a winner there. Kyle Murray's going to have a tough week one, but uh, Godwin, Godwin, for some reason, people are a little bit out on. I think he's still a top five wide receiver, but for some reason, he was a little, people kind of faded on him. Uh, another big trade we had here was between Jared C. Limbach and Gordon Lucko. That's Rob. Jared giving up AJ Green, Golden Tate, and Chris Godwin for Brandon Cooks, Curtis Samuel, and Chris Carson. Obviously, the big ticket there was really Chris Carson and Chris Godwin going back and forth. I think uh, Rob probably got a little bit better into that deal, if you ask me. But if he had the depth at running back to take on and lose Chris Carson, I think you got to do that deal. So not bad there. Big trade between Jared C. Limbach and Straight Bums Homie. He traded Damian Harris, Brandon Cooks, James White, and Chris Carson for Josh Jacobs, Alexander Madison, Stefan Diggs, and Keel Harry. 
It's getting, it's getting interesting here, people. There's a lot of shuffling going on. Try to keep up. But um, really all you need to know is that Josh Jacobs ended up going from the Straight Bumps homie over to Jared C. Limbach, and he resides there today. So we'll see what goes on with that. Uh, let's see. Jared C. Limbach and Captain Scurve trading Alexander Madison and Jared Goff for Cam Newton, Sterling Shepard. I actually like that deal. Minot went out and was able to get his handcuff for Cook uh, and also, uh, you know, at the expense of Cam. And Cam's kind of a wild card for the Patriots this year. So we'll see how that works out in the end. But I think it's going to be okay. I think Minot's happy with that. Kind of take that... Take one question mark out of his team. I think if you get a chance to take a question mark off your team, you got to do that. And uh, then this other trade here, what's the most recent trade? Uh, team 88, that's Scott trading with Jared C. Limbach, C.D. Lamb, Matt Breida, Henry Ruggs for Nikhil, Harry, Cam Newton, and Sonny Michelle. Uh, I don't know if he gives a shit about that trade. I do know Jared made that trade specifically because he can get the two Wookiee Rye receivers in C.D. Lamb and Henry Ruggs and uh, bait Wingus with him a little bit to see if he can make him into a bad trade. Uh, we'll see how that goes, though. Uh, that really wraps up trades and transactions. Now, before we get into this next session, I'm going to be calling my guest. We're doing something a little bit different here, a new setup. So I think it's going to go well. Give me a second. Hang on the line. And uh, let's see if we can get this to work the way I want it to work. Hello, motherfucker. Call in guest. All right. Let's give this guy a call. See if the sound works with our system. Hello, this is Jared. Oh, there he is. Jared C. Limbach. Welcome into the mess cast. Thank you so much for being a guest. Uh, I believe you're a first time caller. Is that correct? Awesome, buddy. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, for, first time for me. We um, kind of funny. We tried to connect several times over the last few years, but uh, couldn't make it work. So uh, happy to be on tonight. Wonderful. I remember like, uh, before you always were waiting for a good week out of your team to actually come on and that week. Just never seemed to really come for a variety of reasons. So happy to have you here before things start heading south for you as we head into week one. Uh, didn't want to get your opinion though. I mean, you've been really active in the off season. We just did the trades and transactions. I ran through some of the moves you had made and curious to kind of get your opinion on how you think draft went and, uh, how you're feeling about your team moving into week one. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks buddy. Um, well, I guess first and foremost, I mean, what a beautiful draft. Um, oh, gorgeous. The setting was know, unbelievable. All, the setting was unbelievable. I mean, with all the uncertainty with COVID, um, you know, we were kind of laughing. Um, you know, if if ever, God willing, if ever we could get everybody to attend a draft, uh, you'd think it would be in the middle of a pandemic. But, of course, uh, you know, uh, not going to – throw anybody under the bus but uh unfortunately we we had one member who couldn't make it mm, um mm. and then had another member who was you know truly just kind of a shell of himself oh. uh, pretty much the whole day but water under the bridge yeah we should uh, keep those guys nameless i mean if you think about it we're trending in the right direction we had two missing last year one of them was the eventual champ so maybe there was something to that and then uh this year only one missing technically uh but like you said two missing mentally Correct. Yeah. So draft was awesome. I think everybody had a good time. Kind of started a new tradition this year called Donuts with Dads, where just give some of the dads that, you know, are home a lot, struggling, kind of time to, to, sure. Yeah. No, I mean, you express tell. their feelings. And yeah. So that was good. Um, 
But um, yeah, you know, I've been uh, heavily criticized for my my drafting strategy over the years, which I totally get it. I mean, God, I have the worst <laughs> record of all time. Um, you know, but I uh, actually no, that's not true. I, you do not have. Do you have the worst record? Nope. You're second. You you still second. are one one game ahead of Scott, so you're not the worst record of all time. Yeah, unfortunately, that doesn't make me feel a hell of a lot better. But you uh, are the lowest points per game of all time, though. Gotcha, and that makes sense. I've historically been, you know, really top heavy. I try to draft two or three guys, uh, the best at their position, mm-hmm. and fill the gaps um, with everybody else. And that I don't think that's the, I don't think that's a the roadmap to success. So you know, I spend a lot of time, honestly. Uh, kind of reflecting over COVID and trying mm. to figure out what my place in this league was. We we laugh a lot. We, I think I've been known as the the grease guy and the glue mm-hmm. guy and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. many a name. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with the Urban Dictionary definition of the the grease guy or the <laughs> glue guy, but um, unfortunately, um, both of those um, summaries. Uh, don't end well for the greaser glue guy. You know, the glue guy is somebody who um, is doing all he can to hold the quote-unquote league together. So mm-hmm. uh, he's making trades all the time. He's trying to make sure that it's competitive. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, he's usually not the one that succeeds. And then same thing for the grease guy. The grease guy, uh, you know, he tries to use his uh, social competence to try to make sure that everyone's having fun. Mm-hmm. Keeping things turning, rotating the players, shuffling the deck, but unfortunately, um, that's not leading to a lot of success for the grease guy either. So, uh, this year, trying to play things a little smarter, sure, uh, do, sure. try to be a little more competitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm kind of the laughing stock of the league right now. So I wouldn't go that far. Hold on. I think that's being, no, that's being cruel. You're not the laughing stock of the league. Some would argue you're the MVP of the league. This league would be stagnant without you. Well, um, that's not cutting it anymore for me. I, I want to be competitive. <laughs> okay. I want to be a playoff team. So, um, really, draft strategy wise, just try to become more balanced. I had my eyes on McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Um, he was one that I was willing to over overpay for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my thought being. It, he could be equivalent to probably two running backs. So sure. um, hopefully if he stays healthy, knock on wood, um, you know, he's going to fill that role for me. And then, you know, wanted to get a good quarterback and also uh, tight end is a sneaky position that I've kind of always downplayed over the years. But mm-hmm. if you look historically, those that have had a lot of success typically have one of the better tight ends you know it's always been the Gronkowski's you know a few years ago sure you went you went back through and uh, did the historical research on that I did last year Andrews was I think the second or third uh best tight end in the league and Vitaly had him it's 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 nice to be able to roll somebody out each and every week Mm -hmm. um you know in a position where you're really not going to be able on waiver wires to to go out and grab someone that you can count on for more than probably three or four points guaranteed so So happy to have Kelsey, happy to have McCaffrey. I did have Kyler Murray, ended up, you know, kind of trading him to get some more depth. Um, so all in all, I think I'm positioned to be a little more competitive in bounds this year. So I guess it's to be determined. I think so, too. According to Fancy Pros, I believe you are second in the power rankings for week one. So looking pretty good there. I mean, you're, uh, awesome. yeah, you're, you're, you're positioned well to start the season off on the right foot and uh, get that first win. 
Well, thank you. Yeah, looking forward to it. And, you know, fancy prose is, is the Bible. So that's really all it comes down to. Whatever fancy prose says is, is the way it goes. And I see you've really shown some restraint in the early season, too. I mean, we haven't even played uh, one week of football yet, and you have 11 trades to your name already. So that's good. You know, you've cycled the deck out, got some fresh guys in there, and, and finally got yourself in a position that you're happy with. But I will say, I think you've improved your team through those 11 trades. Well, and, you know... I've made several trades, like you said, but if you take a look at those, you know my core players have remained. I didn't didn't want to move McCaffrey. I haven't moved him. Uh, I didn't want to move Kelsey. Um, I haven't moved him. Mm-hmm. I did move uh, Kyler and somebody else, but kind of got Jacobs in return, which mm-hmm. I think gave me uh, more stability at the running back position. So I honestly made probably a few more moves than I anticipated going in, but. Um, you know, hell, fantasy pro says good job, buddy. I'm gonna pat my myself on the back and say good job. Absolutely. I mean, you even look at Watson on the ESPN front page, and I'm not sure if you're aware of this. This might have been, it must might might be news to you. But after draft and after all your moves, you are now projected for the best record in the league. You are projected for number one uh, in the league at this point. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh, I um, didn't know that. I saw kind of early on. I thought maybe I was third or fourth draft day. Um, so yeah, I mean, hell, Watson's happy. That's even better. I know he doesn't, I guess, allegedly factor in heart, but, uh, nope, no heart factored in, but he does factor in your opponents. And I do think it might have something to do with the fact you get to play, uh, Mike Wingus twice this year. And then, uh, who's your second, uh, guy you get to double up here. Oh, and Bill, you get to play Bill and Wingus twice. I mean, that's four wins right there in your back pocket, right? Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. We don't want to celebrate yet, but no? um, okay. those teams definitely do suck. Well, speaking of matchups, do you want to get into picking a couple matchups here and see what we got going on? Or, uh, Let's do it. Do you want to talk about making a trade on air? Um, Let's get to the matchups. We, t- we talked about a scary trade earlier. I don't like it, and I, I feel I might get forced into something that I'm not very happy with in the long run. So let's just go, go ahead and get into Let's make some picks. <laughs> let's make some picks, and maybe we'll circle back and see how we feel in a little second. All right, let's make some picks. Picks and predictions. All right, you ready for this? We're gonna. This is. Yes, this sir. feels good. This is the first picks of the league that of the year that we're making here. And I don't I know. I outlined this uh, before we started uh, the phone call too. I'm gonna do a new thing. You know, I last year I did all the picks, and I, I was very good handicapper. I got most of my picks right. I think I was batting like 80, 90 percent or something at accuracy, which was tremendous. Uh, but I'm also gonna pick against the guest. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be picking every six games, and then every guest I have, whichever week is gonna be picking six games, and we'll see how I do versus the peanut gallery and see uh, see how that all goes for us. So anyway, first that. game on the docket. Let's talk about, uh, I still got to get used to these new names. Gordon Lucko traveling to Tailored Carpet. Oh, I can remember to do all-time records and stuff. All right, so this is Rob vs. Vit. Uh, all-time record, Rob vs. Vit has uh, Vit taking the win six games to three. Right now, we're projected uh, for a Vit pretty easy romp. He's 112.8 over 103.7 for Rob. Looking at the matchup, uh, just kind of scanning down through here. What do we got? I don't need an advertisement right now. Get me out of here. Well, okay. I could. I, I think too. You know, an interesting wrinkle um, early on is. I mean, do you really worry about home versus away? I know that's been kind of an issue. I know. In years past, but I, I'm not sure that even matters anymore. So it'll be very interesting to see how that all plays out. 
Uh, kind of looking down through these teams, we got uh, Rubs going against Vid again. He's got Tom Brady going up against Dak Prescott. I think we both agree Dak Prescott's probably going to be better than Tom Brady, but we don't know what we're going to get out of Tom Brady. It's kind of a wild card this year. Well, and it's at New Orleans. It's going to be a shootout, so That's true. Brady may, he may slop around some points where Dak may get an early lead and kind of game manage himself to you know, 15, 16, 17 points. That's a good point. Uh, running back position, we got Aaron Jones and Melvin Gordon going up against Miles Sanders and James Conner. I I actually think I kind of like the Jones-Gordon side of this equation, but that's me just hating Vitt's team. No, I agree with you. Um, Miles Sanders, I think, has a little uncertainty, some kind of core injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he may be on a little bit of a, a pitch count. So I'm with you on George, Jones and Gordon. Yeah, he's, he's a huge vagina, so I can understand why he wouldn't want to play. Uh, wide receiver Tyreek Hill and Chris Godwin, arguably maybe the white, best wide receiver tandem uh, preseason in the league, going up against Allen Robinson and Will Fuller the fifth. I do not remember Vitt having this bad a, a wide receiver core, but there it is. Yeah, and Rob, you know... Um, Chris Godwin, he was a Jared C. Limbach at one point. Um, it was a lot of strategy. I knew uh, Rob and I had some backdoor conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Go about, on. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> about possibly, you know, turning Godwin into Jacob. So, um, yeah, he uh, I, I, Godwin's going to be great, I think. I don't see um, how it can't be. I don't know how much Gronk's going to, you know, yeah. take away from him and there's a lot of mouse to feed there is Bay, but uh yeah godwin will be great I, i'm with hill and godwin on that one for I sure i like it uh tight end position hayden hurst the new the new and improved hayden hurst going up against mark andrews that we previously talked about i mean i think we're, we both say andrews takes this the cake on this equation yeah yeah and then flex position kenny galladay going up against robert woods that's probably pretty even actually kenny galladay has a little q next to his name but he'll be a full go i bet against chicago by sunday and then uh, defense and kickers, we don't really care about, but Ravens are traveling to Cleveland. Bills are playing the Jets, which I think the Jets are going to be terrible this year. And then yeah. uh, kickers are whatever kickers are. So who are you picking in this matchup? This is Actually, I'm surprised because, you know, Vitt is yeah. projected to blow the doors off. But, I'm you know, I'm looking at this. I actually kind of I kind of like Rob to keep it close at least. Yeah, definitely. It looks like projections ESPN-wise are uh, Vitaly 112.8 and Rob 103.7. I see it a heck of a lot closer, and if you had a gun to my head right now, I would take Rob Luck on his side of things with the running back and receiver core. So I'm going Rob Luck. There you uh, go. For sure on this one. All right, I'll go Vitaly because he's got the best team preseason. He's got the best team overall. He's just a great person, and I'm going to keep riding him, hoping to give him the reverse jinx and that he has a terrible year because we can't have him be the first two-time. Got to keep it in the States, you know what I mean? Yeah, All right. I get that. All right, so that wraps up the first pick. Let's go ahead and get into the second one. These <laughs> our next game up we're going to talk about team 88 traveling to the captain scurve team 88 is scott captain scurve is minot let's wait to see what the all-time record is scott versus minot all time all knotted up five games a piece i love it when i see some all-time records all knotted up that's all it makes it kind of fun to see the the matchup go downtown uh i don't even know what i was saying i don't know why matchups go downtown but what's the uh, projected score on this one you got that in front of you yeah, so it looks like uh, Nick Minette favored 112.2. 
to um, Scott Thoman's 105.1. So fairly close, both over 100. Mm, okay, I can see that being a, a pretty good matchup. Uh, looking down through this, we got a, a battle of the QBs in this one. Patrick Mahomes for Scott going up against Lamar Jackson for Minot. I don't know what to make of that matchup. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, again, I guess some of it hinges on uh, what kind of offense Cleveland has. Um, if they can put up some points, then... You know, Baltimore is going to be more apt to follow and put up points also. You know, Houston and Kansas City probably will be a shootout tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. I think they they say when uh, opening opening night, when, when folks are nervous, uh, the defenses struggle more than the offenses do. So Yeah, that Houston's going to look way different, too. It'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. It's going to be, yeah. going to be a good game tomorrow night. We'll have to check that out, see what's going on. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I would probably... Um, I'd probably give a slight edge to Mahomes on that. That's what I was kind of thinking too. I was, I was kind of leaning in that direction. Uh, running back position, we got Nick Chubb, Marvel, and Matt going up against Delvin Cook and Todd Gurley. Delvin Cook ending in his holdout or holdout talk at least, so he looks like he's a full go. And uh, the big question mark of Gurley. It's gonna be this is this is interesting too because who knows? I feel like on the on the Scott side of the ball with Marlon Mack, nobody knows what we're gonna get out of Mack. At least at least Man. in the early season, I know everybody thinks Jonathan Taylor is gonna take it down the road, but I mean, who knows what Week One looks like? Well, and I'll tell you something crazy, too. You know, um, we had our draft, um, and it's auction, so it's, you know, all things considered, is a little different. But I've probably had two or three snake drafts uh, since our draft in the last two weeks. And every single night, um, you know, Taylor usually goes around the, the 10 or 12th running back Mm -hmm. and sometimes Marlon Mack right now is going undrafted and you know people follow kind of those the guidance or the best available player so somebody knows something has been around Colts training camp I think maybe they've watched goal line or you know first reps but the sense for me is that uh, Taylor is going to eat into a significant amount of Marlon Mack's carries and Mm -hmm. probably all the goal line carries so it's going to be interesting um I'm not a huge fan of the running back by committee. Sure. Um, yeah. Kind of like sticking with a bell cow and letting him go and and getting that flow. But uh, well, I guess we'll see. Um, so which side of the, which side of the coin are you taking on this one? You want Cook and Gurley or you want Chubb and Mac? I'd, I'd probably take Cook and Gurley on this. I think I would too. And my mind for me, it's all Cook. I mean, I just think Cook's going to eat dinner all day every day. And uh, yeah. you know, I think he just you know whatever Gurley can give you as a bonus. But I think Cook is is the real prize in that that matchup there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, wide receivers, Michael Thomas and Amari Cooper for Scott going up against Cortland Sutton and A.J. Brown for Minod. Yeah, tough to go against Thomas. Um, you kind of know what you're going to get out of him. Mm-hmm. Again, Sunday afternoon, probably shootout. Um, Cooper, solid as well, too. You know, he's kind of one of those guys that quietly gets like 10, 12, 13, 14, 15 every week. Yeah, he could be good this year. So, you know, you stack... Thomas is 15 to 20 with Cooper's 10 or 15. Um, it's going to be hard for Sutton and Brown to to match that. So I'm, I'm heavy Thomas Cooper on that. Same here. Uh, tight end, we got the sneaky Mike Grisecki. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Grisecki? Grisecki? The sneaky Mike Grisecki uh, going up against Jack Doyle, who I did not actually know was still playing, but there he is. He I thought he was hurt, but he's here. So this is a terrible tight end matchup. Yeah, it is. Uh, I guess uh, the one thing for for Jack Doyle is one Rivers likes tight ends too. I, mm-hmm. I think uh, mm-hmm. I think Trey Burton's out. Do this we week. know uh, for sure if, if what color Rivers is wearing this uh, this Sunday? 
No, we don't. Mm. Um, but I, I'll tell you right now, um, you know, the Colts are in all white. Jacksonville is in a tremendous amount of hurt. Oh, you're telling me. You're telling me. They don't lose in the whites from what I hear. Not very often. And uh, here at the flex position, something kind of interesting. We got Sony Michelle and Michael Gallup. So we're going to have kind of a head-to-head matchup at the wide receiver position between Cooper and Gallup. And then uh, Sony Michelle, again, another player, almost like Mac. Boy, Scott's team could be looking a lot different in uh, you know by week three. Here, <laughs> it might be fine week one, but week three might look a hell of a lot different between these two guys. Well, exactly. You know, Sony, Sony, um, he may be, uh, he may be someone you might want to let him get his 20 25 carries this week with everybody else in new england dead and then you know trade him off because sounds like it's going to be a full-blown committee there and there's not a lot of clarity there right now but i think uh i think it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out the first couple weeks but those belichick backfields have always been kind of weird too you never really can tell from week to week who's going to be the man that's going to get the two touchdowns yep uh, yeah. defense and kicker. Scott's got the 49ers at Arizona and Robbie Gold. And then Scurve's got the Colts at Jacksonville and Kaimi. Uh, interesting here because I like the 49 defense, the 49ers defense better overall, but the Colts get to eat up Jacksonville, which by all accounts is supposed to be, I think Vegas has them as the worst team in the league this year. Yeah. Yeah, that's, um, I would say probably Colts on that. Yeah. Okay. So this matchup overall, looking at it, gonna be interesting. An interesting one. Now, who you? Which uh, which side are you gonna pick here? You know, it's kind of funny. We were going down and seemed like I was uh, picking Scott's side of things on a lot of the matchups. Um, yeah, we had uh, Scott with the edge at QB. Uh, didn't have the edge at running back. Had the edge at wide receiver. Tight end was kind of a crapshoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Flash is a crapshoot. Yeah. So it's kind of it's really even. It's gonna be a close matchup, I think. It is. It's one of those things where, you know, you feel like overall body of work, Scott has the better um, base at each position, but it almost got the vibe that Nick could maybe nickel his dime way, you know, all, mm-hmm. all the way down the board to, to win. And I think it's going to be super close. Um, you know, Scott's, he's, he's like me, historically just absolutely terrible. I, I can't see him being 1-0, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so I'm going to go with just longevity and experience. I'll take Nick on this one. I'm going to do the same. That's two votes for Captain Skurve. Let's go ahead and get into the next game. These nuts. Ha! Got Ha! Got Ha! Real ass bitch. Give a fuck about a nigga. What juicy say? What juicy say, Jared? What juicy say? Here we are. Our next matchup. Did you answer my question? What juicy say? What is who? Juicy. What juicy say? That was the question. I don't know. That was at the beginning of the uh, song that I played, so I have no idea who juicy is, but we'll figure it out. Um, yeah, I forgot you can't hear the music the way I have this set up. But anyway, we have music in the background, just so you know it's good. Okay. The next game I want to talk about, if it's okay with you, is the Cabo Ghost traveling to the Viceless. And this matchup, I got to tell you, I'm happy I didn't make a game of the week. I didn't make it the Keg Watch game of the week, but I don't think it's going to be very close. But let's take a look. Uh, Main versus Moto. All-time record, Main versus Moto. Main slight edge, three games to two. But we're going to up that all-time record this year because we play twice. Oh, wow. I'm not not unhappy about it. Let's put it that way. That's kind of closer than I thought. What do we got uh, for the all-time record on this one? Or the not the all-time record, the points. What's the projection? Yeah, so ESPN has Cabo Ghost 111.8 Woo! and Viceless 102.4. So mm. uh, fairly close on paper. 
Nah, well, not according to ESPN, and ESPN does a pretty good job on this. Uh, let's just go down this step by step and see if uh, Moto actually takes the cake anywhere other than the running back. Uh, quarterback position: Russell Wilson for the Ghosts going up against Aaron Rodgers for the Viceless. What do we feel about that? Yeah, Russell Wilson. I mean, mm. dual threat mm. uh, throws. Russie Russ, Russ let him eat. Yeah, he's um, he's solid. I mean, you know, he's going to probably nickel and dime himself to. 20, 25 points every week. Rodgers has that potential. I think he's more of a game manager now. So Yeah, uh, the new know, Rivers, that, some say. Well, in Minnesota, uh, Green Bay, you know, those games can turn sloppy. Yeah. Kirk Cousins, three and out. You know, mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers trying to feed it to Jones and, you know, get, get the game kind of extended. So definitely Russell Wilson for me on that one. I love it. Okay, Russell Wilson, check mark in the Cabo Ghost box at the uh, – at the running back position, we have Austin Eckler and David Johnson going up against Kamara and CEH Clyde Edwards Hilary. Is that how you say that? I don't know. It's CEH. That's all I know. The rookie running back for Kansas City. What are we thinking here? Yeah. You know, it's, man, it's, uh, I can't understate it enough. I am just baffled with this Clyde Edwards Hilary. It's, you know, not very often. I literally have never heard of this man. Yeah. He's, he's new. He's new. I watched the national championship. I bet on LSU. Like, you know, I remember Burrow. I remember Jefferson. Uh, I do not remember Clyde Edwards Hilary. Um, I sure as heck don't remember thinking he's going to be a top five or 10 fantasy football pick. So I could easily be wrong. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Um, but again, it's hard for me to put a lot of stock in uh, any Kansas City running back. They're, they're slinging it around. They're. Mahomes is running around. He's launching it to Kelsey down the seam. He's throwing it, you know, out deep mm-hmm. wide to Hill. It's, uh, you know, we'll see. He's a prove me guy, but okay, okay. For this game, Eckler, um, Johnson, you know, both very good PPR guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, catch mm-hmm. a lot of passes out of the backfield. I know that um, O'Brien in Houston has already said he wants to utilize David Johnson very similar to Arizona mm. a few years ago. Oh, so. don't tease me, Jared. Don't say that stuff to me. Yeah. Don't yes, tease sir. me, Jared. Yes, sir. Um, Kamara is going to be phenomenal. As always. Uh, I, got I into his new contract though. Do we worry? Do we worry about Kamara? has got his money, and now he's just going to kind of take it easy. Doesn't he's not fight? He's not playing for a contract anymore. We do. We worry about him a little bit, and I think he also had like a few back injections um, earlier in the summer. Yes, an uh, epidural, I believe. Which, uh, for the yeah. record, I mean, you've had three kids. I've got one, and I did not know epidurals were for men. Yeah, yeah, they'll. Um supposedly they'll uh reduce that pain for men too but we'll uh, you know he's kind of an upright runner mm, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah you know a shot one shot to the open back uh could be an issue so sure you know again it, all four great running backs i don't want anybody to think that i'm belittling any of them i would be happy to have all four of them maybe uh, you will by the end of this call you never know would, would look it again we kind of we teased that a little earlier maybe we'll talk offline well yeah i don't think we can do it on air eckler johnson for me really (laughs) oh don't you butter me up don't you butter me up before we have our crazy conversation for me it's kamara ceh no questions asked for me the ceh aspect i agree it's a prove it guy but i think most of his value is based on the fact that it's like an andy Reid offense and andy Reid feeds the ball and and like no matter who can plugs back there he always seems to do well so i can see it i wanted ceh at draft but moto was absolutely uh insane and uh, just off his off his rocker and, and really painted himself in a corner getting those two running backs. But he did what he wanted to do. He out Jared himself. Jared, uh, 
uh, I did. I say that in the most loving way I possibly can. But yeah, I, I for me it's Kamara and Edwards on there. Wide receiver position: Julio Jones and DJ Moore going up against Calvin Ridley and Terry McLaurin. Yeah, again, I'm not a big McLaurin guy. I'm not a big uh, Washington football guy whatsoever. Uh, Ridley's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see him performing, um, you know, equal uh, or you know maybe a little bit. Uh, less than equal with Julio, mm-hmm. um, but you know DJ Moore, uh, I would put my trust in him significantly higher than I would Terry McLaurin. So I would do Julio and DJ Moore on that one. Oh, okay, I would too. I like that. I'm, I'm actually curious to see how DJ Moore works out, and I think Julio keeps on churning right along this year. Everybody says that he might be tough, but here we go, another matchup where we have run, uh, wide receiver versus wide receiver, one versus two. It's gonna be fun to see the head to head on that side. Tight end position, George Kittle going up against Rob Gronkowski. And I got to tell you, I'm going to jump in just for a second here. Whoever linked to the video of Gronkowski mic'd up today, I don't know if you watched that video. That was me. I sent that Ooh, over. I, how, did, how did we think Gronkowski looked in that video? <laughs> yeah, he um, he was uh, had some sounds to him, didn't he? Maybe he needs an epidural. Maybe that's the only yeah. thing missing because he didn't look fast. He didn't look agile. He looked uh, like a shell of him performer himself. But hey, you know what? Shoot your shot, Moto. It's a good position to do it at the tight end, so uh, we'll see what happens. But for me, it's Kittle all the way. Yeah, Kittle for sure. I'm definitely curious to see you know, how Gronk fits into to the game plan there. Obviously, him and him and Brady, you know, they're synced up like a like a book. So mm-hmm. they're you know, they're, he's going to be tough to guard. He's going to turn around on a on a ten and ten and out, and the ball is going to be in his chest. So you know, he's going to get some targets. But man, Kittle, he's he's one of a kind. Oh God, he is, and there's nobody else to throw the ball to in uh, in San Francisco right now. So I think Kittle's going to be huge there. Flex position, Cooper Cup going up against Delvin Singletary, a healthy Cooper Cup, I might add, because that's always the asterisk with him. Yeah, I love Cooper Cup. You know, great guy, gets a lot of targets. Um, I know they're working on an extension for him, too, so that'll be kind of interesting when when guys get paid to see what happens. Mm -hmm. Singletary, you know, sounds like he's a mess right now. Yeah. And I know, you know, a lot of those websites, Roto World, Fantasy Pros, they're hard on him, but... Sounds like he's got fumbling issues. Sounds like he's going to be a uh, a product of, of game game management, game plan. So there's going to be times where he doesn't play. I don't know if he's going to get all the goal line carries. Yep. So there's a lot to iron out with him. I think if if he was the sole back and uh, you know he was going to be kind of the bell cow, I think he would be solid. But you know I'm I'm going to go with Cooper Cup on this one. Love it. Me too. Uh, defense. We got Chiefs going against Houston and Justin Tucker uh, for Maine, and then for Moto we got Chargers at Cincinnati and Matt Prater. Cincinnati might be a little sneaky, sneaky good. People don't know what they got with them yet, but that could be kind of a good offense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, I'm going. Uh, I think I got to go with Chiefs, especially Chargers lost. Uh, what was his name? Adams, their big safety there. So we'll see how their defense shakes out. But I got to go Chiefs and Tucker side of the equation there. So overall, who are we picking? Yeah, I mean, I'm Cabo Ghost all the way on Boom. this one. I, I, uh, man, I'm kind of trying to do the the quick math. I think uh, I don't see the Viceless, you know, scoring much more than 90, 95 points. Again, mm, Clyde Edwards to Larry. I, I'm I'm being a hater on him. It's fine. Uh, Be hate away. Uh, hey, I'm gonna hate until he proves me wrong. But, exactly. 
Yeah, he's I, not doing it for me. I guess we'll find out tomorrow night on the wicker, though. Yeah, on the wicker. I think triple digits is going to be hard to hit for the Viceless. I think Cabo Ghosts are a threat to put up 140 this week. So if it stays within like 30 points, I'd be I'd be shocked. I think this might be over after tomorrow night. I mean, what do we got tomorrow night? We got Chiefs defense and David Johnson for Cabo uh-huh. going up at, against uh, Ceh is the only guy he's got going. I mean, if Ceh has a bad game, David Johnson balls out, and the Chiefs do something on defense. This thing might be over before it even began. It would free up yeah. Moto's weekend though. That would get him some good time to put in some family time at home because apparently he's got some. Uh, trouble in paradise but this isn't the podcast to talk about that on we'll just go ahead and move on to the next game yeah please thank you (laughs) 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 oh boy technical difficulties hold on working on it nope didn't want that one hold on hold on technical difficulties oh boy oh boy Oh, hold on. This one. Nope. Oh, boy. Okay, well, here we are. All right, we're into this next game. Don't worry about the technical difficulties there. We'll get everything ironed out. Uh, but, you know, this is a one-take program. We don't do second takes because we don't believe in it. You do well, well no, and- move on. I mean, cut us a little bit of slack. We're in the middle of a pandemic. We don't have access to all the equipment that we used to have. Working so from home. Can't be in the we're studio. We're doing our best. We're doing, doing our, our best, best here. But the next game I want to talk about is our host's game. I want to talk about Jared C. Limbach going up against Straight Bums Homie. Jared C. Limbach, what, if you had to guess what the all-time record is, I don't think you've looked this up. What do you think your all-time record against Wingus is? You guys have played eight times head-to-head. Played eight times. I would say... Um, I would be shocked if I beat him more than three times. I would say probably two and six. <laughs> you are exactly correct. Two and six. Uh, really well done there. So this could be a little bit of a, when you start climbing out of that hole we talked about earlier, you know, getting right in the ship, so to speak, because uh, what do we got for projected points on this one? So we've got uh, Jared C. Limbach 117 and Straight Bums Homie 98.1. So huge, huge gap there. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. I think, uh, like we said, I think you're one of the best teams, if not the best team, heading into week one. And Straight Bums is, he's got some lottery tickets overall. He's got some lottery tickets that may not pay off in week one, but who knows what it'll pay off by week six, which I think is really what he's gunning for here. Running down through, you got Drew Brees for you going up against Kyler Murray for Wingus. Interesting, interesting head to head matchup here. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say. Um again one of those scenarios that we've talked about you kind of know what you're going to get out of drew Brees. you know i feel like i can put my head uh, against my pillow saturday night and know that i'm going to get you know 15 to 20 for drew Brees. Mm-hmm. Uh, kyler murray um i think he's got potential to be significantly higher than that i could see him in the you know 23 to 25 point range sure um, so going to be interesting we'll have to see if uh, again new orleans and tampa bay turns out to a shootout uh, Kyler Murray, you know, playing against the best defense of the year, probably San Francisco. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that shakes out. I, I you know, I, I would say slight Kyler uh, Murray advantage for me on that one. I agree. Uh, running back position. Here's where you really start shining. Christian McCaffrey, Josh Jacobs going up against Antonio Gibson and Chris Carson. Yeah, you know, really the way I look at it is I could see McCaffrey – um, equaling Carson and Gibson combined, so then anything that I get out of Jacobs is 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 bonus. So, mm-hmm. um, not sure on Gibson, and I don't know what the plan is in Washington. I they're probably going to be down 17 points. 
in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. So I don't know uh, what his past past pitching ability is or what that situation is, but heavy advantage uh, McCaffrey Jacobs there. For sure. Yep. At the wide receiver position, Julian Edelman, Stefan Diggs going up against Keenan Allen and Jarvis Landry. This has to be, no offense, but probably four of the worst wide receivers matchups in, uh, in the league, I got to imagine, for a, 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 you know across the board, just head-to-head. Yeah, not great. I mean, Edelman, um, you know he's not going to lay an egg. No, um, no. You know, he's going to get his targets. They don't have a lot of weapons there in, in New England. Uh, Does he like Cam? Do we know anything out of Cam if he, him and Cam have a rapport or anything? I, I know I've seen a couple things where they have been quote-unquote buddies. Oh, um, okay. You know, and Edelman's kind of like a DJ Moore guy. Um, and I know him and Cam work pretty well together. Um, you know, Edelman kind of in the slot position, those little short unders where Cam doesn't have to be so accurate. So, again, four not very good receivers. No. Diggs is a total wild card. I don't know how he'll be in Buffalo. Um, I like Keenan Allen. Uh, don't like his quarterback. Um, Jarvis Landry, you know, he's kind of similar to Edelman. You know what you're going to get out of him. Mm-hmm. He's going to get his targets. Uh, you know, I, I would say – out of the four, I have the most uncertainty with, with Stefan Diggs, so I'm going to go with the Alan Landry uh, side of things, but but not by a huge margin. Yeah, I agree. I'd actually go Edelman's Diggs. I like your side just a little bit better there. I mean, Landry's just so boring. He's like an eight, an eight reception, 80 yards every week type guy. You know, it's just it's no fun. Uh, tight end position, Kelsey for you going up against Evan Ingram for Wingus. Yeah, Kelsey's going to be fun to watch tomorrow night. You know, he's going to be pumped up. Him and Mahomes are best friends. Um, I think they they're they're kind of advertising tomorrow night's game as the the world's largest home game. You know, fifty million people watching on TV. Oh, okay, uh, I like that. Kelsey's going to love that. I yeah, mean, he's, he's a swag. He's a swag guy. So I foresee him um, being somewhere in the you know eight or nine catch, hundred yards. Maybe a touchdown or two, maybe a sneaky shovel pass. Oh, get some passing yards as well. Okay. Uh, no, 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 rushing. I want a rushing touchdown. Oh, you want a rushing touchdown? Okay, I got you. I can see that happening. Uh, flex position: Sterling Shepard, Brandon Cooks. Um, man, you know, you're gonna probably respect this more than most, but I, I think the Giants are gonna be. Thank you. Um, you know, not as irrelevant. Thank you. Uh, in fantasy, as people seem to think mm-hmm. i i love shepherd on monday night he gets a lot of targets actually i think daniel jones year two is going to step up a little bit mm-hmm. barkley's a little more comfortable in the system go on uh, so uh, i think if tate plays believe it or not that makes shepherd even better mm-hmm. um, I, I think shepherd's going to get nine or ten targets uh, on monday night and uh, probably be a little bit more high scoring than than, than some of the games so i, I like shepherd I like it too. All right, and then uh, we got Patriots defense for you and Greg Zerline. Patriots are going to go down to Miami, and then we got, or actually Miami's coming to the Patriots. They're at home, and then the Vikings uh, hosting Green Bay and Harrison Butker. So it's going to be interesting Thursday night. I, I mean, I don't know which side of the defense and kicker to take. Um, I don't know that Patriots defense is interesting though. It was so good last year, but they lost some guys too. So who knows? We're going to get out of that. I think it's too early to tell between these two, two, two defenses. Yeah, really. Who cares? Who I cares? Mean, defense kicker who are, you, um, who are you picking yeah i mean i i'll put it this way if if i can't beat him this year if i can't beat him this week um you know i'll be damn i'll probably never beat him i i i see some dominance out of 
out of Jared C. Limbach this week. I Great matchups, good balanced team, mm -hmm. not a lot of holes. Um, you know, I'm projected 117. Whew. I kind of don't see a lot of scenarios where I, you know, aren't pretty doggone close to that number. So love it. Jared C. Jared C is the lock in for me too. We agree on that one. You know what time it is now to get in the next game. You know what the next game we're going to talk about is? The well, it's the keg watch game of the week. Oh God. I've been in that game a lot. The keg watch <laughs> game of the week. Keg Watch Game of the Week is the Chalupa Batman traveling to Saquon Blockchain. Now, it's always hard to pick the Keg Watch Game of the Week in week one because you don't know who's exactly doing what. So what I base this on, basically the lowest projected points and also the two teams that have uh, two of the lowest projected finishes. Right now, between these two teams, Chalupa Batman is projected to finish in 10th and Saquon Blockchain is presented to or uh, projected to finish in dead last. That is Bill in 10th and Joel projected for 12th last place. What are the projected yeah, points looking like on this? ESPN has, uh, has Bill... Um, at 98.3 Joel at 103.2 so so pretty close Ugh, yuck yuck and a half point PPR and you can't even break 100 points projected let's take a look uh, position by position first up we got Carson Wentz going head to head with Deshaun Watson Wentz for Bill and uh, Watson for Joel yeah I love Deshaun Watson again big shootout tomorrow night but tomorrow night's game is going to be a lot of fun yeah a lot of a lot of fantasy impact a lot of players I almost I feel like almost every team has a Thursday night player yeah I would say I mean there's uh two of the better teams in football so it makes sense to to have their teams kind of filter through the through the league so yeah Deshaun Watson on that for me Carson Wentz solid um a little fragile Washington mm -hmm. gonna probably be a sloppy game um Deshaun Watson in a shootout there. I think so too. Uh, running back position, we got Kenyon Drake and DeAndre Swift for Chalupa Batman. All of a sudden, that uh, that Lions backfield getting pretty crowded with the signing of AP. And then for Saquon Blockchain, we got his namesake Saquon Barkley and Tariq Cohen, who is actually still surprisingly starting because, if I'm not mistaken, I think Montgomery might be limited, but I think he's still projected to play. So there we go. That, that's the, the. It's actually this is an interesting matchup between these four guys. Yeah, again, don't know exactly what you get from Kenyon Drake. Um, could be solid. Uh, you know, Saquon's going to be awesome Monday night. I love Drake. Know. I love Drake for the record. I wear the one. I had a little star next to his oh, name yeah. before draft. Yeah, I love him. Well, uh, Bill gets uh, trade anxiety. He does. Uh, he does. Ner nervous poops. From what I He's hear, you send him a trade and he has to poop immediately because he gets so nervous. Yeah, I've tried to actually kind of walk him through, you know, the emotions that he's going to feel through a trade and man, he's, he's closed off big time. So, mm -hmm. uh, that's probably a conversation for a different time, but, uh, great. Poor bill. Poor bill. I'll do, uh, you know, I guess kind of asterisk next to Montgomery name. I'm not positive. He's going to, to play this week. He's pretty limited. It looked like in practice, I, I would do Barkley mm -hmm. and Cohen for sure on that. I think so too. And then you get Monday night Barkley, which is always going to be fun too. You know, trying to drag himself back in if he's down coming in Monday night. Uh, gets to watch Barkley in prime time. Try to try and get him out of the hole. So that should be kind of fun. Right receiver position, we have DeAndre Hopkins and Devontae Adams for Bill going up against T.Y. Hilton and Odell Beckham Jr. We've had some new news about Odell Beckham Jr., but that's for Joel. So let's see. Uh, what do you think in between these four guys? 
Yeah, Hopkins Adams for sure. Um, 100%. You know, Hilton, Hilton OBJ, they're going to be solid. I think Hilton... Um, Will they, though? I think Hilton's going to be good this year. I think especially... Uh, can Rivers get him the ball? Are we sure? Rivers can get him the ball for sure. Okay. Yeah, I think Hilton actually... He's a guy that I... Uh, I want him quite a bit, actually. I think he's going to have a really good year. Okay, uh, okay. And I think OBJ is going to have a bounce back year also. Mm, I don't uh, know, I don't know. But Hopkins Adams, man, that's... It's uh, a good stat. I don't, I'd put those two against probably anybody else. Would you uh, rather, this is an aside, would you rather have Hopkins Adams or Hill Godwin? Um, I think I'd rather have... Uh, Hopkins Adams. I think so too. That's kind of what I, yeah. I was leaning to. I feel like Hill and Godwin. Hill's going to do his, but Godwin I feel like overachieved slightly last year. But I think Adams Adams underachieved. Hopkins new system, but you know hopefully he can get it going with with Kyler. That's kind of a fun tandem there. So yeah, I agree. Hopkins Hopkins Adam for me too. Tight end position: Darren Waller for Bill, Chris Herndon for Saquon Blockchain. Yeah, I really like Waller. Um, don't know mm-hmm. much about Herndon. I know sleeper. Yeah, sleeper sounds like he could be really good, but I mean, how how good can you be on the Jets? I guess it's- exactly. I, I I actually have the Jets to be worse than Jacksonville this year. I do not think the Jets are going to be very good. I think it's an absolute dumpster fire, and I think everybody on that team is going to suffer from from fantasy uh, fantasy perspective as a result. That's just my my two cents. Yeah, and I've kind of a little wrinkle here. I think wasn't Joel a big Waller guy last year? He was. I was shocked he yeah. didn't get him. I thought for sure. I thought I thought Joel was going to walk out of draft with Waller for sure with, and with Shark for sure. I thought those were two Joel guys that were locked and loaded, and he didn't get either one. No, so this will be interesting. It's kind of like you know breaking up with the old lady and then first time seeing her walk back into the bar with somebody else. No oh boy, that's true. What if he What if he uh, gets worked over by Waller? That would be that would hurt. That would sting yeah, extra hard. Uh, flex position, Jordan Howard for Batman, which I did not realize Jordan Howard was in Miami now, but apparently he's the Miami starting quarter, uh, running back and going up against Emmanuel Sanders for a Saquon blockchain. Sanders now in New Orleans for a full season. Yeah, I actually would prefer just not to pick any of those two guys. <laughs> we can move on on that one. I totally agree. Uh, defense Bears get to travel to Detroit and Boswell for Bill. And the Eagles are, like you said earlier, going to feast on Washington and Young Ho Koo for Saquon Blockchain. Yeah. Um, I don't even, I don't whatever. Let's not talk about it. Who are, you, who are we going to yeah. pick here? Overall, who we like? We'd like the uh, running backs. So it basically comes down to do you like the running backs and quarterback or do you like the, the wide receivers? I'll tell you what. I, um, man, I, uh, I, I prefer. Uh, Bill's team, um, just kind of personally. Mm-hmm. Although I uh, there's there's a, there's a value to having, you know, probably the best running back, if not one of the best running backs, on Monday night. Um, so I think if uh, if if Joel can keep it close, um, I'm gonna I'm kind of going off Montgomery not playing much and Cohen in a half PPR putting some points together. Hilton looking good in Jacksonville. OBJ having a good bounce back against a Baltimore team that scores points. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take Joel on this matchup. Okay, you take Joel. I'm going to take Bill. I'm going to take Bill okay. in the upset. I think those wide receivers are enough to float them to a victory here. So I'm taking Bill. Let's go ahead and get into the uh, game of the week. Behold, you sons of bitches. It's the KML Game of the Week.
Okay. Game of the week is the Reading Dwayne Bow going up against Sexy Lexi. Now, I picked this game as game of the week because, again, week one's hard to pick, but these are two solid teams, and I believe it's the closest matchup that we have. So kind of check both those boxes, two historically good teams. Uh, and even though Rodgers never won money, for some reason I always feel like Rodgers is a good owner, but you look at the stats and his his playoff just haven't really really panned out in any way to, to kind of back that up. But I, it's always a team I'm not looking forward to playing for some reason. But anyway, Rodgers and Turo. Uh, what's projected points on this one? Projected points, 110.7 for Rodgers and uh, 108 for, for Matt. So just a couple Ooh, points there. That's Snatcher close. Yep. And I'll tell you a little thing about Rodgers kind of to, to piggyback off your point about, you know, him always being really, really solid, it seems like, but not getting over the hump. He's not a very active owner. He kind of mm. gets, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and listen, uh, I'm the extreme. Like I trade too much grease glue guy, like total mess. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you, you, you got to make some tweaks throughout the season. Has made a trade uh, this preseason. Huh? He has made a trade this preseason already. I think yeah yeah he did made one he made one with me right yep yeah everybody's made one with you <laughs> yeah so I mean I you know I I would like to see um, you know kind of selfishly I'd like to see I think Rogers becoming a little more active throughout the whole year for sure uh, could get him over the hump on that just my kind of two cents on that we can get into the the matchups now okay for sure we got uh, Josh Allen for Rogers going up against Big Ben Roethlisberger he's back he's back so how do we feel about this one. Yeah, you know, glad to see Big Ben back. I think Pittsburgh's a lot better with him. Um, I really like Josh Allen, kind of dual threat. He can run. Kind of reminds me of a poor man's Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. Uh, Great defense, too. So he's going to get some opportunities, you know, via turnovers uh, in the opponent's red red zone. So um, I like uh, like Josh Allen against, uh, you know, a not very good Jets team. Me, too. Me, too. Uh, running back position, we got Joe Mixon and Ezekiel Elliott for Region Wayne Bow going up against Derrick Henry and Cam Akers for Sexy Lexi. Yeah, man, the Rams' backfield sounds like a mess. Um, I think is his name McVay, Sean McVay. Yep. He came out today, just straight up said, you know, we're, we're, we're using three running backs. We're splitting them equal. Oh, I missed uh, that. Oh, no. Yeah, so he, he said oh, somebody no. will... Somebody, uh, somebody will will show me something throughout the year and we may head in that direction but yikes yeah so not good there um joe mixon he's going to be solid i think this year bounce back love zeke mm-hmm. uh, love you know derrick henry's great too but that uh, that uncertainty with cam Akers and the and the Rams. so you, you got to go mixon elliott totally agree with everything you said wide receiver position interesting now again we, mo- we mentioned rogers was away at airbnb uh, so he was the one man that wasn't at draft. Oh, I don't know if he's mentioned, but that that's the name. He was he was the one that wasn't there, and as a result, probably lost uh, lost kind of lost handle of what he was doing at draft, and ended up with both Seattle wide receivers. So he's double stacking Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. They're going up against Adam Thielen and Mike Evans. Yeah, um, I'm a little down on Mike Evans this year. Um, you know, I think last year this this would have been a slam dunk for me with Thielen and Evans, uh, Lockett and Metcalf. They're going to be solid. You know, somebody's going to get the ball, but they both can't all get the ball mm-hmm. um, every time. So uh, I know Mike Evans, I think, is working off a, either a hamstring or groin injury, too. Mm-hmm. Um, again, a lot of mouths to feed in Tampa Bay. And Tom Brady, he finds a way to win. If he has to give it to Ronald Jones and Fournette 50 times, he'll do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm down on Evans a little bit. I like Thielen. Um, I would probably. Um, 
I'm going to stick with Thielen Evans on this one. Yeah, I think you have to until until they show you something different. That's kind of where I was leaning to. I mean, just the double stack is hard. I know that I know Lockett and Metcalf are kind of trending in the right direction, but still, it's two guys, same team. Just something about it. Something about it's kind of weird. I don't like it. Uh, tight end position, your guy Hunter Henry going up against Zach Ertz. Yeah, pretty equal for me here. Um, you know, I think Henry's down a little bit without Rivers. I guess we'll see what Taylor can do. Um, and you know, or yeah, I probably slight advantage Ertz actually. Yeah, uh, I could see him digressing a little bit this year, but uh, same with Henry. So I'll do I'll do Ertz on that. All right, me too. And then uh, at the flex position, we got Le'Veon Bell going up against Juju Smith Schuster. So that he's got the uh, Turo's got the double stack. He's a he- heavy stock in Pittsburgh with the double stack of Roethlisberger and Juju. Yeah, that'll be good. Is um, is that a Sunday night game? It is a Monday night game for Pittsburgh. They're playing the Giants. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, oh boy. I, I know. Guess Le'Veon Bell too. You know, we'll have to see what. An unhappy Le'Veon Bell for the record. An unhappy Le'Veon Bell apparently in the Jets. Well, and, everybody yeah, seems unhappy there. Playing against a good Buffalo defense too. Um, I I would probably say maybe Juju kind of. Um, bounce back with with big ben and big ben's gonna look be looking for him early and often so i, I lean juju on that me too uh defense rogers has steelers at the giants and ryan suck up and sexy lexi's got uh, the broncos taking on tennessee and zane gonzalez i always hate that too when you have the defense and like you're one of your primary guys is is the offense on the other end of the ball so like you know yeah. Turo's got the Broncos defense, but he's also got Derrick Henry and so he needs Henry to do well but not too well type type deal. But I don't really care about that matchup. Yeah. Who are you picking? Um Boy, this is uh this is a well well earned uh, game of the week. It's it's gonna be pretty dang on close. Uh I'm gonna probably I boy. I was, I was leaning Turo, and then I started to look up and look at the running back situation. Uh, I'm worried about Cam Akers and the Rams, big time. Me too. That's uh-huh. that's a big hit. Poor Turo. You know, if you look at his team, he lost. He had Ronald Jones and Cam Akers, which looked good about like a week ago, and then all of a sudden Fournette gets signed, and then uh, McVay starts talking about you know three headed monster, and yeah. uh, all of a sudden those guys start looking like they're bench fodder. Yeah, I mean, I beat that horse for two or three minutes, so I'm 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 gonna go with Rogers on that. Yeah, I think so too. Um, all right, so you're picking Rogers. I'm trying to decide if I want to be contrarian or not. Oh, I never even talked about the all-time record between those two guys, did I? Rogers, what do we got? Rogers and Turo. Rogers versus Turo. Rogers seven games to two over Turo. Oh my God. Yeah, that's oh, a, wow. okay. Yeah, we're good. we're both going Rogers on that side. You got to go with the trend. Um, yeah, you That's a shocker. That. Yeah. I never said, oh, and uh, just to circle back around, quick correction, Bill versus Joel all tied up at four games to four. So okay. that'll be an interesting matchup too. Okay, so just a quick recap. Uh, we agreed on four of the games, I think. So we agreed Rodgers is going to win. Uh, Captain Scurve is going to win. I'm going to win. You're going to win. And then our two things that we disagreed on is uh, I had Vitaly and you had uh, Rob. And then uh, I had... Uh, Bill and you had Joel so should yep. be interesting to see what happened let's go ahead and get to our final thoughts and uh, we'll wrap this thing up final thoughts 
you know, as we get into final thoughts, uh, heading into week one, feels good. We weren't sure if we were going to get here with the coronavirus and everything, uh, but we had a great draft. And ever, so far, everything's full steam ahead. Seems like training caps went off without too much of a hitch. And I have high hopes. I think we get all 16 in. I don't think we have any any huge issues, any huge outbreaks. But I guess the big hurdle here is, um, you know, travel schedule and making sure everybody stays safe and smart as they're traveling around the country. For me, I think it's going to be a good season. Uh, I think Vitaly is probably in the leader in the leader in the clubhouse right now. Has a great team. Could get off to a fast start, but we'll see. You know, first couple weeks in, a lot of things are going to start shaking out. Like you said, you know, Ceh and some of these rookie running backs and rookie wide receivers. We'll start seeing how those shape up, and then also some of these running back by committees. We'll see what the breakdown really looks like heading into the season. Uh, what are your what are your what are like what's your big prediction or what's your big takeaway or kind of what are you looking for in this week one? Yeah, I, I you know. We kind of, as we went through these matchups, um, you know, a lot of teams are pretty equal. I mean, I think there's there's two or three teams that seem a little more balanced, but, you know, I think it's going to be a competitive year, obviously, COVID. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, my God, we're just all happy to be watching football. Um, you know, if ever a year not to, to have the best year but still be able to watch sports, this would be it. Um, I was kind of pleasantly surprised to hear they're not going to be testing, I guess, on Sundays or game days. Really? Um, so we're not going to be as panic mode um, to try to figure out, uh, you know, to fill those gaps for COVID. So we'll, we'll, we'll know Saturday if somebody tests positive. That's good. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be good. But, you know, just a, I think we're going to have a competitive year again. I hope I can keep my head on straight. And, You'll be great. And, be a little more competitive this year. Um, I kind of, that's why I changed my name to Jared C. Limbach. Just want to keep it business this year. Uh, <laughs> that that so, was the reason. Wonder, that is the reason. I wonder that's what the, the story reason. was. Just keep it, keep it official. Keep the full name and the middle initial in there. So you kind of keep you, just remember that what you're looking for. You're, you're always putting yourself number one. It's what you're telling me. Exactly. Looking glass self, I guess would be the best way to, summarize this year for me there you go okay well let's uh go ahead and get into uh the haiku and then we'll uh, sign off do you like the haiku section oh it's my favorite do you have a haiku prepared i do not that's and, okay man if it's not broke don't fix it you've been spot on that's okay this one is actually going to be probably my nicest haiku of the entire year mainly because i had to write it on the fly because i forgot to write it before about uh, 30 seconds ago are you ready for it <clears throat> here we go <clears throat> new haiku this week so excited for football good luck everyone isn't that a nice haiku? Wasn't that a nice one i i i, I should oh boy i know it's Clean a new cut. leaf over here i don't i I'll do better. Oh, I liked it. Sorry, I, I was better. choked up a little bit. I couldn't talk right away. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I, I try to channel my inner rascals, and, uh, you know, they, I don't think they say a disparaging remark about anybody ever, so I, I wanted to kind of go in that vein. Well, thank you, buddy, and thanks again for having me on the show. Glad we could work it out. Of course. Hope I brought a little bit of uh, substance to the show, but, man, I love what you do every week, and uh, they call me the glue guy, but... Uh, I'll be damned. You're, you're, you're definitely the glue guy. Hey, I just try to do my part. Everybody chip in a little bit and we can build a great thing here, you know, brick by brick. Excited to see you tomorrow night. Looking forward to it. Thanks for hosting. And uh, we'll see you back on here sometime during the year, I'm sure. All right, buddy. Give Leo a hug for me. Thanks. Will do. All right, main signing off. Have a good one, everybody. Great cash, homie.